Welcome to the J3 University Podcast. Each week, we bridge the gap between science and in-the-trench experience for physique enhancement. I'm your host, John Jewett. Let class begin. What's up, everybody? Back to J3 Podcast. And my host, John Jewett, with me is Luke Miller. What are we talking about today, Luke? We're talking about why you're quitting the 212. <gasps> like all the other 212s? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like there's just a slew just leaving the class behind. It's, it's been kind of exciting to see. And being that, yeah. you know, I've been a 212 guy, seeing these guys compete in the open. Uh, so you have Derek Kamal. Um, there was Angel Calderon. He, had, he went up and showed Sean Clarita. Yeah. Uh, now you can see uh, Texas Pro Nathan Eplar. Yeah. Is, is going to be doing, and uh, I, I can't help for like root for these guys, you know. And uh, just want to see him just like completely take take guys out. But um, what do you? Uh, what do, what do, you, do you have any thoughts on these guys jumping into the open and, and kind of what is the is the two twelve just fading? Um, I don't think the two twelve fading. I think it's honestly a as it's a little refreshing for a lot of the guys that are making that choice because they are barely fitting into the class anyways. They're kind of like that height in 212 that really has to suck down to 212, like that five, seven ish bodybuilder. And a lot of them, it just seems like they're chasing it because they just want to keep improving, which for me is, is a pretty cool thing to see that they could just sit on their haunches and collect their paychecks. But They'd rather go and improve and, and go through the process and, and give themselves the opportunity to see how, how good they could be, um, which is pretty cool. Like, I think that's refreshing from a love for the sport type of a perspective. Um, I think that, honestly, like a lot of them are, are already fairly competitive or very competitive, right? Um, so it's just interesting to see what after two or three years kind of into the open um that's like tony burton like he had a pretty, yeah, no, good, one. pretty good year this year um you know 212 last year then just jumped to the open this year and really making ways i think he he's already had a top five finish in the open so yeah he had a third um, he had a third of it. yeah so it's pretty cool to see i think um william bonnick if you want to like someone that's really excelled he, yeah he two, two, I, I think it's what open needs if i'm honest and i think it's pretty cool to see that the judging criteria is being honored across the board right um and and being rewarded to those people that show up not only ready and with the symmetry but we're not only judging structurally like because it can get kind of lost in in the weeds with some of these bigger guys yeah you start because there's they're pretty vastly different physiques um Mm. it, it takes me back to you know, 90s bodybuilding with you know, Lee Priest. Yeah. Uh, Lee Priest would have been a phenomenal 212. And he probably was around like the 210 to that, maybe at, at the end, like 220-ish mark <clears throat> or, or higher. And I think it was like maybe 225 a couple of shows. Yeah. But, but again, like he had the muscle the same as these other guys, just a smaller frame. That's all it was. And a lot of the guys that do really good coming from 212, like, Sean Clarita, he's he's not even close body wise, but he was maybe 185, 180. Um, and he's five foot two, but he he is packed out muscle wise like 
a guy that's five foot eleven. So yeah. you know, Sean, Sean at five foot eleven is probably going to be two fifty five, two sixty on stage. So yeah. <clears throat> um, you can't always just do it just because you've done well at two twelve. Like you still have to be as filled out as the bigger guy um, to to make it really really work. But it's cool to see it judged fairly for that. And I feel like. Back in the 90s, it was a real, like, size game chase. Uh, guys were coming in condition. It was a, definitely a different different era there. But uh, I feel like that was weighed in a little bit heavier. Yeah. Versus now, you see, like, it's it's really fairly judged. I know we get behind on, you know, who, you, who you're fanning with. And <laughs> you want to see guys. It's like a huge, like, come on, let's rock. And, like, <laughs> man, like, y'all have, I mean, y'all could be there. And it's uh, – shot for shot you judge it and um you, you can make a case a lot of times for, for this, this past show that happened yeah especially with kamal from the rear right like he's just pretty much lights out yeah there's things that grab your eye but then you, you forget about other shots so uh, either way um it's been exciting to see it happen and, and how it's been judged yeah and it got it got me excited but it wasn't uh, the main reason why i for one, I'm not going to beat you. Um, yeah. I think diving into that why here is important. And I've actually got a question to go along with the why is, you know, this contest prep that you had started, you know, we had kind of gone over some of the pictures that from previous preps and how far ahead condition-wise of body weights you were this year already, even with just the short off-season time you had. Is that a contributing factor in, like, solidifying the decision on top of, like, the core why here? Um, and then kind of dive into that why. Yeah, so I I would be coming up on 13 weeks out, and still like you know around this 235 mark, and it was like like another probably I would say I could be ready around 215. Yeah. When the previous year I was uh, my lowest I hit was 203. I was pretty sucked down. Let's let's call it 205. Um, could easily be in like up 10 pounds and uh for an off season for one that was great it was the first one i really ran out fully how i wanted to do it and to see that amount of progress at, at this you know amount of time years competing yeah was was it did influence it's like man i'm i i'm getting to a point where i would have to start like sucking down more and how much of that look would be lost because it's not like hey you're ready at 215 you also have to consider you're going to be waiting in the afternoon almost yeah. all these shows. So uh, that's really like 218, 219. <clears throat> so it does make you think. And I've always had in my mind, even from my first pro debut as a 212, like wanting to do open because mm -hmm. I'm out, I'm like, I'm 5'7. So it's kind of this weird height spot for me. I'm, I'm, I'm good as a 212, but I also could switch over to open so yeah it, it absolutely was like an influencing factor that like hey what if you had just that little bit more time and even if it's like five pounds which there might not be more to go but me at like 220 on stage what would be a, a really good point to walk out as an yeah. open competitor um, yeah but that still wasn't my my main why? driving why so dive um, into that yeah uh and I will say, like, like I was going to do Romania for those that don't know. 
Um, it's a weird calendar year. Texas Pro is the last show, which is in August, and then you have all the way to December, so you, it's not the best timeline. It would have cut my offseason really short. So Renee and I were like, we'll do the, the last show, whatever. Not ideal at all to go to Romania. It's like a 16-hour travel time. Lots of unknowns going out of the country. And then that's our only shot at it, realistically. Um, and so, you know, there have been some outside life events that have happened that have, that have just made you, like, take some perspective and think, what do we really value and what, what is really fulfilling our days? Like, what's important to us? Um, and it kind of made us think about our ultimate goals. Right. Um, Career-wise, uh, relationship-wise, and uh, with at least within bodybuilding, J3 University, like my biggest, like my passion, purpose that leads to this goal is to be really, if you want to say, the most influential educator at the highest level of bodybuilding. Um, that's why I love bodybuilding is yeah. learning the process, implementing it, and um, seeing it all out. And uh, for and teaching people about it, like when I was at my Olympia uh, meet the fans, you know, everyone came up to me telling me about J3U and how it influenced them. And man, that was so meaningful. And I think that will be like the legacy that I leave. Not did I get third or fifth place at a show. So for me, I was like, okay, that's my ultimate goal. This is what every decision thereafter should should be based around. Is going to Romania fit within that goal? And it doesn't because um, Romania is, it won't be as publicized. It only gives you one opportunity to teach that process. And then even the 212 this year at the Olympia, it's like 30 competitors deep, which is fine. Um, but it just was a very long season for qualifications. And having that many people go, it kind of seems to lose some of the exclusiveness. And it just, it just wasn't as exciting either. Um, just 212 in, in, in general, I guess. So that was the big thing is like deciding on what your, your ultimate goal was and are your decisions fitting within that goal? And it wasn't. So that led me to like what I want to do now. <laughs> yeah. I think that introspection is something that is, is very valuable because I think you do see a lot of people kind of get into competing and then they identify themselves with competing and they just do it so frequently that it's kind of how they identify themselves without the actual introspection of like, what is actually going to fulfill my satisfaction with this process. And it's like improving to the point that I feel happy with presenting the package on stage or whatever it is they want out of bodybuilding, whether that be, you know, being the best educator, being the best coach, being the best athlete, whatever that process may look like for them. Um, and I think that introspection is important, right? Like I haven't competed since 2019 and it's mainly been because I haven't felt like I was ready to present the package that I currently had at, at each point that we've kind of discussed it, right? Even making it all the way to five weeks out. So um, like it's, it's more fulfilling seeing out your best version. We, you know, I get all nerdy and like my man's those heart hierarchy of needs, right? Pyramid. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, you're you're trying to reach this self actualization and, and see out the fullest potential of yourself. Yeah. And you can sit out 
knowing that that process, that decision is leading you to that. And that's like the peace you can have about it and the peace that I have about it because it's like doing this show, it's an acute emotional decision based yeah. on lower uh, needs of like, I need to get on stage because I've done the Olympia every year. I, I, missing out, am I no longer that Olympian? I'm, I'm not as good. Um, that's putting what other people think in like more a uh, status and is not nearly as fulfilling versus my, the best version of myself in helping people is going to be waiting and, and compete next year. And once I had new, like had that, <laughs> it, it was easy. Like it was uh, an easy like decision to make. And um, it was a struggle to not do an Olympia uh, yeah. after, after you've done like three in a row. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, having that realization, like what's the best version of seeing out potential. Yeah. It made, made a lot easier choice. And I think that with, with everything coming out with, with J3U kind of in the near future, it's probably a, a pretty, pretty good decision just with cementing or, or fulfilling that, that thought process of wanting to be the most influential educator. Cause there's a lot of progression ahead with what, G3 is going to become too. And I, it's just trying to also teach the side of also just making your decisions. Yeah. Um, and that these are the hard choices that you will have to make and sitting out is, is one of them. And also like with, with the teaching, you know, you could say like, well, John just stayed 212. Like how did he never really improved? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so it's like, well, part of that was being, you know, at the highest level of bodybuilding and that's still considered the open. Yeah. You know? So to show like, Hey, even at this level, I can add the size on and compete among the best, which let's be honest, the best it is, it is considered the open, the most muscular. Yeah. Um, absolutely. To, to bring that to stage, I'd say like, yeah, Hey, I've, I have done amongst, amongst the best in the world. Um, is it gets me excited to do it um, more so than even the 212. Yeah. So do you want to walk us through what that all season is going to look like? <laughs> Lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Gram of test. Yeah. Two grams master on. <laughs> no. Well, well, like, you know, we like to reverse engineer the process. Yeah. So we, yeah, yeah. Renee and I picked out the shows and, uh, walked backwards in that. So uh, uh, still assuming the calendar year will be the same. The last U.S. show for me will be Texas. Okay. Um, so giving myself three opportunities on stage is what I would like. So it kind of starts potentially at Vancouver. Okay. Um, which Renee and I both are like, oh, it would be cool to go to Vancouver. Like we've always wanted to. Um, heard it's beautiful. So that would be an open show. Okay. And then the weekend before is a wellness show in Austin, uh, okay. Texas. So it's like right down the road. That would be convenient, not a stress for me. So those are like two options. The next show from there is Chicago. So if we, for some reason, say, no, no, we don't want to go all the way to Vancouver, we'll do Chicago. We can do that together. Then kind of run the same uh, schedule that we ran for, for last year. We'll hit. Uh, Tampa, Tampa the Texas. The Texas. Um, yeah. She she has more opportunities. To, uh, she can do all those shows, 
but then also she had a relationship with you. That would probably hit them. Um, Renee and I both won. We're not competing together. We probably won't compete because it, that journey process together is part of very fulfilling piece of it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. So that, that is tentatively the schedule, which lands me in July. So walking backwards from there is what I did. And it was a, assuming probably a 16 to 18 week prep because I think I can, I, I will stay a little bit tighter this go round. Um, not that I have like uh, quite as much time as I did this past off season. Um, then I'll have about a seven week period of just like holding body weight. Yeah. I'll have about a, a 16 week escalation phase of just PDs food pushing. Um, so four months. And then this, this phase right now that I'm in uh, is about seven weeks long. I'm just okay. hold, holding, relatively holding where I'm at. So I figure with, hey, you pretty much have a four month, really good solid growth phase. I assume you could put a pound of muscle on it. I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's a very reasonable thing. So yeah. uh, if that could land me from where I'm at now, uh, coming down to maybe like 218, 219, I think that would be a, a fun spot to jump out into the open. Yeah. So, so that would be like a first show to hit an open. And then from there, I might, I have to see how that goes, but I would still have the timeline to suck down hard into 212 if I wanted to. Okay. Um, so you could do open. Hey, maybe that goes great. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> and then try to win a 212 and then go to the Olympia. And <laughs> man, I, I, I thought about it. I told Renee, I was like, I could almost sign off on that year, right? Like if you got a top five in the open, or hell, just say you win. I'm going to win. Win a open show. <laughs> win a 212 show and then go to the Olympia. Like, that would be phenomenal, right? And it's like yeah. your, your biggest, best version you've ever brought. Like, um, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of like the, the, at least the macro plan um, scale back of what I would do. Yeah. Uh, at least in this phase, like I'm 235 right now. Okay. And I, I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty lean. Like, I definitely was stepping to the point of all, all the fatigue was kicking in and sleep was getting deranged. And um, so initially, just I dropped off a PM cardio session. I was doing 30 minutes a.m., 15 minutes p.m., yep. with uh, about 11,000 steps a day. So I just okay. dropped, dropped off my PM cardio session. And then I left my off-day diet the same which is around 2,400 calories. And I added in uh, 600 calories to just training days. Okay, so you left rest days alone. Re rest days the same, because uh, that relatively is at maintenance already. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, comes up, it came up just a touch, but not by much. But with the cardio drop, that, that pretty much did it. And uh, I've been consistently kind of being around this 235 mark every day. So weight's not really going up, it's not going down. So, um, and then training wise, I was training six days a week, um, that my, my normal leg split just got really divided out to where I was doing like, I'd like two, like two leg exercises, right? Like a yeah. girl, girl and a squat or leg press. Um, so the day I made this decision, I also had like a, a little, like 
tear in my quads why <laughs> uh so that also prompted like the split change so and it'll be fine it's, it wasn't a big big one but it, it happened regardless so uh moving legs to once a week so it's always will be like legs wednesday then i'll mm -hmm. have three upper body days so training so overall the sessions are the same except for legs uh so volume per session is the same but i just the frequency is now more spread out so weekly volume has has decreased so it is more of a maintenance volume but we'll but we'll drop fatigue and be easier to, to hold this hold this yeah. look and um so what i did was i normally have like my push pull legs so training three days a week so it'll be push pull legs push then when it picks back up you'll be pull push legs pull so gotcha. the, the upper days rotate so it's like training an upper session every five or three days depending where i fall um and legs is just every seven days yeah uh so yeah food bump training uh volume is scaled back on a weekly basis and then for peds they're just brought down to a aggressive trt it's, yes it's, we'll call it 300 baseline. Okay, 300 300 milligram per week of test that's what that's where it's at um with all my other ancillary stuff you want to know what that is it's on j3u check it out yeah and uh, so that's so that, yeah I'll, i'm gonna hold there for about seven weeks and then we'll we'll push it down and, and do this off-season thing um steps and stuff i, I i'm gonna keep in 30 minutes party in the morning and steps around ten thousand a day yeah so that'll hold um I have labs pulled being this this phase and also have an echo scheduled now too so those will all happen and they can give me the check off of like yeah man go ahead go gain like 10 pounds of muscle if you want okay. yeah <laughs> there's also like a, a proof in the pudding thing too here like implementing that process of continuing to improve and still taking all those boxes of the health marks and kind of walking people through that that's going to be very valuable as well yeah i think so that'll be it'll be, it'll be fun to document and, and share it have to think about what is the best way to do it because i was writing out my whole like romania prep it could have been like a pdf or something um now it's just this weird like and I don't know, it's not even an aggressive mini cut. It's just a here's a here's a fat loss phase. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It's on, it's on like my log is in detail on, on J3U with all my decisions behind it. Yeah. Um, but this one could be a cool one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Journey, journey to the open, a journey a road. It's always something like that, right? Yeah. Um, for sure. I actually made a playlist on Spotify. Like, man, this was this was years ago. And it's still called the same. It was called Project Open, and it's there you just go. it's just still that playlist. <laughs> you gotta bring it out of the closet now. Time to use it every training session. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm excited. I think the last split and training layout that I had, it really hit all the areas and saw growth exactly where I wanted to, uh, with within chest, delts, triceps, even like traps had it improved too like I, I feel like it was heading me to very well well-rounded um which i think i'll just keep keep doing more of the same in that regard so love it well i think that wraps up john's quitting 212 huh anything else you need to hit no 
that is it. Um, wish me luck amongst the mass <laughs> monsters. Please stay put together over the next six months. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm 36 now, so like a good workout is one you just don't get hurt in. It was like uh, a high and a low in the same day. It's like you get the yeah. test, I'm moving to open, and then it's yeah. like I tore my quad. <laughs> yeah, at least visually, visually, it's it's fine. There's no bruising, and we're coming up on a week later, so it wasn't that bad. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll be so anyway guys thanks for tuning in appreciate it any your youtube comments questions about i'd love to hear what y'all think about 212 guys moving to the open should they just get rid of 212 because i've heard people say that so you tell me below what, what y'all think if you're on spotify or apple or listening that way thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to y'all next time